filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Coming to you live from Melbourne on the eve of a very important state election. And wherever you're living right around Australia, wherever you're listening in, you'll be interested in what's happening in Melbourne, in Victoria, because some of the issues that go on Victoria oftentimes attract the headlines, especially on 2020, because of the ways in which Victoria tends to lead the pack when it comes to a disintegration of many of the things that we hold true as values that are shaped by our Christian faith. Well, a wonderful lineup of commentators joining us for this pre-election preview. I want to make a special welcome back to 2020 to Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch. Welcome along, Bill. Great to be back. Bill, when we say that, and it's not, uh, it's not just one, but I've heard from a number of commentators uh, who are breaking with the tradition of saying, as Christians, we remain sort of apolitical. We don't land on one side or the other. Well, there are a number who have broken with that tradition. They've said outright, this cannot be a win for the Andrews government if there's hope for Christian values at all in Victoria. What are your thoughts? Well, absolutely. It's uh, become quite plain over the last four years uh, that the current government is not at all interested in Christian values and, in fact, has been quite active in uh, opposing them, uh, undermining them. Uh, pushing every agenda item that uh, all Christians should be deeply concerned about, whether it's radical sexualization of our children in the various so-called safe schools programs, the various pro-death agenda items, abortion, euthanasia, uh, targeting Christian schools and the like, uh, trying to prevent Christians from being able to share their own values and their own truths and their own institutions, not just schools, but increasingly even in churches and elsewhere. So on a whole range of issues, uh, this is getting pretty scary indeed. This is the stuff that we, uh, you know, been warning about for a long time. And uh, hate to say it, but if we get a second term with Dan Andrews and Labor, all this will get much, much worse. I mean, they've basically promised us it would. They've told us what their agenda items are, and uh, it's scary indeed. So if we're looking at uh, seeking to avoid Christian persecution, if we're looking to protect our children, our grandchildren, if we're looking to maintain religious freedom, freedom of speech, and so on, uh, this really is a pretty crucial election indeed. Bill, a lot of Christian people have taken for granted over now so many decades uh, this idea that governments are always doing the best that they do and they've always, in some ways, had some confinement within a understanding of what is right and wrong and we've recognised that's been shaped by our Christian values. And things have got to a tipping point now. Things have gotten so bad, uh, so uh, detached from our Christian values that uh, that you can't really afford to be in that mindset of just choosing who looks the best on a few economic issues. These are really, really deep and important issues we're talking about. Well, absolutely. It's not, as you say, just the current accounts deficit or a budget blowout. It's a moral 
spiritual deficit and blowout that we're witnessing. Uh, I've been saying for a long time now, uh, we used to live in a co- uh, Christian culture uh, that shifted into a post-Christian culture, but now I think we can really say it's moved uh, top gear into an anti-Christian culture. Much of government policies, certainly aided and abetted by the surrounding secular culture, is decidedly hostile to Christianity and everything we hold near and dear. So, uh, yes, Romans 13 talks about God has set up government. And normally uh, speaking, we obey government authorities, but as they obey God, when governments start opposing God, uh, demanding of us to do things or not to do things, which are fully against what God has commanded, well, then we have to look at, well, you know, there are times when we have to say, no, we cannot go along with this policy or with that move. And uh, right now, to do that, there are penalties, uh, not just uh, throughout culture, where if you dare to be different, like a Daniel, you're going to face a lot of hostility, lose your job, uh, often get fined, sometimes thrown in jail. But now the state is increasingly enforcing this anti-Christian agenda and those who are seeking to be true to their faith are now really beginning to pay the price. And the challenging thing when we talk about some of the practical issues involved here is that the Andrews government appears uh, to have put itself even above the law mm-hmm. uh, when its behaviour gets to that point unless people, whether they be Christian or they don't go to church at all, unless people recognise that some of those things are amiss, uh, then I imagine that the future looks quite dim. Yeah, certainly does. And uh, we could leave out altogether Christian concerns. I mean, just as you've just mentioned, just some of the scandals and some of the uh, really dodgy deals that we've seen over the last four years, the Rorts for Votes uh, scandal, which, as you mentioned, 21 MPs refusing to even cooperate with the police, uh, broken contracts, the a really horrific way the country fire authority has been dealt with. I mean, we could go through a list of just things that any ordinary Victorian should be very concerned about indeed. You don't have to be a Christian necessarily to say this scandal-ridden uh, government is, um, well, it's it's past its use-by date, and we need to uh, look at different options. But uh, certainly from a Christian point of view, there's all that and then so much more. You know, we often think, wouldn't it be wonderful if politicians who held Christian faith would hold to those values in the decision-making processes that they have? We often think, wouldn't it be good if voters voted according to their Christian conscience? Uh, I had a little conversation with one of our team uh, researching from the newsroom just the other day. They said they were scouring the Labour Party in Victoria looking for a Christian who might be able to make some level of commentary because of some of the negatives that they've been hearing on the radio. You know, they went through all the names, and I think there might be more Christians in the Labour Party than we think, but you know, the prominent one, they said, the one we came up with was a devout Catholic. Do you know what his name is? Daniel Andrews. (laughs) Uh, He proclaims to be a Christian, and yet uh, we see his leadership taking... 
a completely contrary position. How do we make sense of this sort of thing, Bill? Yes, well, look, a massive disconnect, uh, you know. Uh, nominalism is what we refer to it in name only. There's plenty of people who want to claim to be a Christian, uh, but as Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. And uh, when everything a person does uh, and says tends to run against the word of God and Christian values, well, then you have to ask some hard questions. I mean, if we just went with Dan Andrews, his... Um, Probably nobody else in this country is pushing more forcefully for the really wretched safe schools programs, which is really about targeting our children. It's really recruitment. It's grooming young children to sexualize them at a very early age. It's all things homosexual, transgender, has really nothing to do with bullying, as the very founders of the program have themselves admitted. So here we have Dan Andrews pushing this like mad, and yet he sends his own children to Catholic schools uh, where they are not, at this point at least, exposed to the Safe Schools program. So uh, not only massive disconnect, but there's a word that starts with H, ends with hypocrisy. Uh, you know, he wants the whole state to be fully up to its ears in targeting children with these kind of programs. And yet he knows, it seems, how bad they are because he's exempting his own kids uh, by sending them to Catholic schools. Ordinary Victorians, Bill, it would appear from the polls, uh, think that the Andrews government is the best government for Victoria. And as the polls go, Galaxy Poll published today, uh, they have the Labor Party steady at 53%, the opposition at 47%. It seems to be that Victorians are rather rusted on uh, with their voting intention and uh, the Labor Party looks at this stage to be on a winning trajectory for tomorrow. It does look that way, uh, barring a miracle of sorts. Um, we'll have more of the same, uh, except it won't be the same. It'll get worse. I mean, sure, we all are obviously concerned about health, education and so on. And we could look at the labor record there and compare it with what the liberals propose to do. Uh, I mean, both parties are always going to put their bread and butter into these kind of programs. So almost whichever uh, gets in, that's going to be looked after to some extent. But it's all these other moral and cultural and even spiritual issues that we do indeed have to worry about. And that's where it's going to get very bad indeed. I mean, already Dan Andrews and the promises he's made in this election campaign. He's promising stuff he just does not have the money for. Uh, Massive, massive borrowing is going to have to take place. Probably more raising of taxes is going to have to take place to to fund all this. So, uh, you know, we can all make promises, but delivery is another thing. And if it comes at a huge price tag, in this case, the uh, continued decimation of Christian values, Christian churches, Christian schools and Christians, uh, that's a price we probably don't want to pay. And it's going to get worse. We know that already from what they've claimed. And uh, it's getting quite scary out there. To be a Christian, you're living on the edge. And to have another four years, as we say, unless a miracle happens, I did tell a group of Christians yesterday of simply two-thirds if not three-quarters of all Christians in Victoria simply voted, well, what I would say would be the right way in this election, 
I think we would easily get rid of Dan Andrews, but I'm fearful uh, that even many Christians who should know better, uh, you know, they're going to look at their back pocket. Well, you know, we got rid of some level crossings. We've done this and done that. That's probably, you know, as long as I'm happy financially, that's all that matters. Well, a lot more should matter for all Christians. So I'm afraid it's part of the problem if Dan Andrews gets back in. It'll be many Christians who really, I don't think, were as discerning and prayerful and careful enough. Now, this might not be an accurate comparison, but I can see a little bit of Trump factor in Dan Andrews. Uh, there's a lot of bad things to say about Daniel Andrews, as there's a lot of bad things to say about Donald Trump. And uh, Trump has this ability to absorb everything and all of a sudden turns into gold for him. It does seem a little bit that way, that no matter how much bad stuff is said about Daniel Andrews, he seems to get stronger. What are your thoughts for that sort of charisma in his personality? Well, I'm not sure if he's exactly Joe Charisma, uh, but uh, you're quite right that he seems to get his way. And I would think there'd be at least two good reasons for this. Victoria, of course, is a highly, heavily unionized state. So the unions have his back. Um there was a march against Dan Andrews just the other day in the city. As far as I know, hardly any media covered it, and probably it was a very small turnout. But if Labor wants to call a mass strike and march through the streets, the unions comply fully. You'll get tens of thousands, maybe a 100,000 marching down to uh, Spring Street. And you say, wow, where did all these people come from? So the unions are fully lockstep with Labor. But, of course, the second component here, sadly, is the mainstream media, overwhelmingly pro-labor, pro-greens as well, uh, hostile to conservative values, hostile to Christian values. So it's just hard to get any headway. In fact, let me offer my own personal experience here. Whenever I do uh, have the television on, flicking the channels, I would say that for every one time I saw a advertisement for the Liberal Party for this election, probably easily I saw 20 to 25 Labour ads. Now, well, what's going on? I mean, it's possible simply Labour has all the money, which is probably the case. Uh, they could afford to do a zillion ads, whereas the Liberals couldn't. Or another option is maybe the Libs have done a number of ads and have tried to get them on, but the television stations have been very selective in what they're airing or when they're airing them. Uh, so again, that, if that's the case, it makes my point that when you have all of the media pushing for one guy and basically ignoring the other party, that makes it very hard to get any traction. Bill Muhlenberg, you're a part of the Australian Christian Values Institute, uh, part of the production of what is a wonderful one-page, easy-to-look-at checklist and it puts those parties in columns, ticks and crosses and some question marks as to which way they might go. Uh, this is an important checklist. Let me give the address for people who would like to go and check this online. It's christianvalues.org.au, christianvalues.org.au. 
www.ecclesiastes.org.au. It is one page at a glance, easy to see, and uh, I believe trustworthy when people look at the green and the red. Green for good, red for bad, pretty easy to look at. Bill, uh, the reasoning behind this, and you've been doing this for many, many years, and it is very effective. Well, it's a good, as you say, easy way to get at a a moment's notice, really, kind of where the main parties stand. Uh, In this case, we've got five of the major parties running, plenty more, as we heard, but these are the five key ones. And then 21 core issues, important issues, certainly for all Christians. Uh, Where do they stand on things like the Safe Schools agenda? Where do they stand on some of the life issues? Where do they stand on, say, uh, problems with gambling and all the issues that go with that? So 21 issues, uh, five parties, then uh, how they respond or have responded, what their official policy platform is, how they may have voted in the past. A few of these, they may not have done things yet, so we try to research as best as we can, either looking at past voting records or statements they may have made. So, yeah, a lot of work does go into these checklists, so hopefully they're as accurate as they can be. And if we do find something amiss, we do offer revised checklists, even at this late stage. If we uh, see something that needs to be changed, we'll do it and put it straight up on the website. So this is one way. Other groups, of course, also uh, uh, run with these kind of things. The AFA does, the ACL, uh, uh, Family Voice used to do all this stuff. Um, so there's a number of these kind of things out there. So this is just one of many. Uh, we're happy to work with the other groups and probably taken together. You'll get a good composite picture of really where the parties stand, uh, especially how they might, uh, how Christians might either be put on or off by their stances. So this is a service we've been performing for many years now. And, uh, you know, if Christians at this late stage still have no idea where they want to go, something like this should be a real help. Well, I want to make a special welcome to the broadcast, Dan Flynn, who is the Victorian State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, Dan, a special welcome along. Thanks very much, Neil. Welcome to Melbourne. I'll let you take a deep breath for a moment. Thank you very much for your welcome. Uh, let's take a deep breath because I want to move on to talk about what happens if there is a hung parliament in Victoria or in the scenario where the Greens hold the balance of power going forward. Some people will say, isn't it uh, bad enough uh, those ways that the Labor Party has taken the social agenda? Uh, Greens likely to push things even further. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, a a very quick uh, impression from you about uh, what you think might happen if there is a hung parliament. Well, many are saying that could well be the case. Uh, of course, it depends who then does hold the balance of power. A few are saying that maybe there will be a few Greens who may actually lose some seats. Uh, then again, we have some of the smaller uh, pro-family, pro-faith parties. They're hoping to pick up at least a few seats perhaps in the upper house, which may in turn let them help decide how things go. So it's all very iffy at this stage, but there's no question that Labour and Greens... Uh, 
Well, as much as Dan Andrews has been not denying any deals, you just look at their preference cards. Greens are almost always second place after Labor. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, they're in bed together very comfortably, and uh, you know, maybe some minor squabbles, but they're going to be united force if it is on Parliament, and it's going to be bad news for all Victorians. Uh, very shortly, we're actually going to meet the state leader of the DLP and Bill Muhlenberg. I know you have some past history. Uh, with the DLP and uh, the uh, idea that the the history goes back to B.A. Santa Maria and uh, to days when there were such uh, ructions within the Labor Party that the DLP emerged as a uh, as a contrary party to what was really heading along the lines of communism. Uh, give us a little bit of an impression about what you think about the DLP and, and their potential resurgence here. Yeah, well, it's got a lengthy history, uh, as you said, B.A. Santa Maria, the National Civic Council, way back in the 50s, Santa Maria was a champion fighting communism, not only in the unions, but, uh, well, in the Labour Party, which, you know, both were just absolutely getting out of control. I mean, it was scary indeed, and if it weren't for somebody like Bob Santa Maria, who I used to work for, and the creation of the DLP, uh, who knows where we would be at today. In fact, it was so successful in those early days was the DLP, mainly uh, Catholics back then, uh, that labor itself was kept out of office for some decades. I mean, that was a huge uh, work that the DLP performed to effectively keep the libs running and the kind of labor languishing. Now in the late 70s, the DLP sort of disbanded, but it's now kind of been resurrected. As you heard, a number of candidates running, probably most won't make it. But two things, as we heard, one will be obviously preferencing, but two, some of them, a handful in the upper house might get in. And that, again, will be, well, our savior, if we can put it that way, to block some of the worst agenda items that we're going to see. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, let me ask you your impressions of Matthew Guy. Uh, he is the alternative premier. Uh, he'll be hoping that uh, there is something close or even a win for the Liberals. It doesn't look likely, but uh, there could be some resurgence there in the last minute. Uh, what are your impressions of Matthew Guy as a potential leader in Victoria? Well, it's always one of contrasts, isn't it? Uh, there is no perfect leader nor party, uh, but compared to Andrews and Labor, he's light years ahead, as I wrote in a recent piece. Uh, sadly, there is provision already in their platform for more funding of various LGBTI activities. That's kind of unfortunate. Uh, you know, so in some areas, you know, we wish it were doing better. Um, if you have Sky News, you would have seen the other night the public debate in Frankston. And amongst the audience there, it seemed like real angst over things like safe schools. And yet when uh, Matthew Guy was asked about this, he went more about uh, creating alternative bullying programs. He, Even some of the secular commentators said he really should have hammered this. There's a lot of people in Victoria very upset about this. You should have run with this and hammered this. So, look... Um, you know, we, I hope he gets in. I think for the state's future, we hope he gets in. And of course, uh, as a person of faith, we need to pray for him. Uh, just like we have SCOMO, uh, on the federal level. And, you know, first few days, maybe weeks uh, looked a bit rough, but 
now looking a bit stronger and more forthright, and uh, it'll be hopefully the same if he were to get in. Uh, maybe uh, walk gingerly at first, not trying to upset too many, but if he can come on strong and, and push some of those core, not just liberal values, but Christian values, uh, look, we would all be grateful indeed. So we still have 24 hours to pray uh, for the results of this election. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.